0: I'm sure. I'm sure there's uh, there's a few big ones. Um, so, what are some of the myths um, that you can talk about, and what are some of of people's greatest fears around dementia?
1: I think I alluded to one of them, and I, I think the biggest myth is that if somebody gets a dementia related diagnosis, that's all. It's over.
0: Welcome. I'm Dawn Mathis, and this is Two your greatness. Every day, you give so much of yourself to those you love. Through this podcast, I'll guide you on a journey to reawaken the greatness that lies within you. In each episode, you'll hear incredible stories of transformation from me and my guests that will inspire you to design and manifest a life that is in harmony with your soul's purpose. You are meant to live the life you'd love. Let me show you how. Well, welcome everybody. This is To Your Greatness with Dawn Mathis, and I am Dawn Mathis with Institute LifeWorks. And here with me today is Cindy Leszczynski. Hi, Cindy. Hi. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about Cindy, but let me give you the title of our uh, podcast today first. It's Caring for Loved Ones with Dementia, A Better Approach. So stay tuned and hold on to your seats. So Cindy Luzinski is the founder and the executive director of Dementia Together, formerly Dementia Friendly Communities of Northern Colorado. She is an advanced practice nurse, certified dementia practitioner, and the only accredited speckle coach in North America as credentialed by the Contented Dementia Trust in England. She is a strong advocate for community collaboration and dedicates her life to helping people discover that living well with dementia is entirely possible. So before we get started, um, I just wanted to let people know that Cindy has helped me Uh, and my family with our journey, um, with my mom who, who has dementia and, um, she has helped us immensely and has helped my, my stepdad, um, immensely just trying to navigate, um, living with my mom, which, um, can sometimes be challenging. Um, but the techniques that she can tell us about and, and her, um, education that she'll talk about, um, will be very helpful. So if you're not driving a car when you're listening to this, I would love for you to write down um, some of the uh, classes she has coming up, but we will also have those for you in the show notes at the end of the podcast. Okay. Well, Cindy, tell me your story about how you came to, to this work. Well,
1: I'll, Start in a minute. I want to just congratulate you on your new podcast. That's very Ooh. exciting, Don. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, <laughs> I'm always happy to talk to anybody about dementia, but especially you. And I'm excited for your work.
0: Oh well, thank you so much. Thank you, and you're you're uh, um, you're an inspiration for me because um, I've known you for quite some time, and 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 just your level of wanting to to help people and, and serve, um, it's, it's just a credit to the human race. And, um, I just aspire to be as, as serving as, as you are. So, um, okay. Enough of the mush. Okay. (laughs) Okay. My story. All right. My story. Uh,
1: my background is nursing, as you said, and I, I kind of have run the gamut of types of nursing I've done, but I was out in the community doing community case management, um, probably a decade or more ago. And that was when I went home to Wisconsin to see my dad who was a brilliant trout researcher for the state of Wisconsin. And um, he said to me when I was visiting him one day that he couldn't multitask, he couldn't focus, and he felt like he was living in a fog. And Mm. that was a defining moment in my life where I thought, Here I am, this nurse working in the geriatric community. And um, my dad is now headed down the dementia road. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. But what it meant for me was I was going to learn everything I possibly could about dementia care because my dad really lived well. And it became this overriding passion for me to help him finish well. Uh, So that led me to meeting a lady in the UK named Penny Garner who developed what's called the speckle method or um, there's a book written about it called contented dementia and so I, I had to read that book on the plane um, before I, she would even meet with me and then we met at a bakery in London and she shared the method with me for several hours and um, from there that made me realize that I could do something right now um, to help dad be okay. And and then I wanted to share it with everybody because, because her approach um, is a disability management model. It's not that tragedy narrative that we often hear that, oh, you have dementia, that's awful. And how are you yeah. ever going to do this? Um, or it's not even kind of the opposite extreme of, well, if you do A, B, C, and D, it can get better. And it's none of that. It's like, okay, you've got this disability where you aren't recalling recent facts. How can we get the people around you to respond accordingly so that it's not awful, so that you can live well? And uh, so the approach is a family-driven, person-directed model. The person with dementia directs what we do, but the family um, is the one that kind of holds the keys to, to helping their loved one live well. And you know that from, as I've been working with you and your and your family, that we have to listen to your mom, the expert. She knows yeah. how she has to cope with not storing recent facts. And you guys are learning to go with her um, using whatever facts make sense to her. And, and when families start early, learning some strategies, primarily listening to their loved one Um, it can really help that person just live with lifelong well-being. Um, I think sometimes people wait till it's been so traumatic and difficult. I mean, it's harder to intervene at that point, but you guys have started early with trying to help your mom stay okay. And um, that's going to bode well for her and for all of you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um... So tell us, tell us a little bit, um, about, about your journey, about, about your, uh, business and, and what your focus, your, your vision, your mission is just to give us a, a, a clear picture of, of, uh, what it is you're doing, the sure. great work you're doing in the world.
1: Well, I kind of, um, Took what I learned from Penny Garner and used it with my own dad and then uh, started to do support group and memory cafe here in northern Colorado and shared the approach with them. And, and mm-hmm. from that kind of has blossomed this. Uh, it started as a volunteer initiative in 2014, and it's become a nonprofit organization. We used to, as you said, we used to be dementia friendly communities. Now we're Dementia Together. We just changed our name last July. And that name really does just fit who we are as a nonprofit organization because our mission is that no one has to walk the dementia journey alone. And to that end, we provide education in the community for professionals, for um, family members, and we provide life enrichment for family members specifically and people living with dementia through our memory cafes and other social um, activities. So, Cindy, uh, So that's where we're at right now is that we're this nonprofit organization focusing on education, enrichment, and hope, and,
0: and hope. giving people I was hope say, that hope. people
1: can live well
0: with dementia. Yeah. So, can you just just for um, the people out there who, who may not know what is a memory cafe?
1: Oh, they're so fun! Memory cafes are. Is there food social- involved? There's food when we used to be able to meet in person. Um, As of when COVID hit, we had to change our in-person memory Mm -hmm. cafes to online. Of course, we have virtual Mm -hmm. memory cafes now. So people have to bring their own food, but otherwise it used to be, it's theme based for our, for our memory cafes. Um, So we have a different theme every month when we met in person. Now we do them every week because we meet virtually Um, and we reminisce, we play goofy trivia games. Uh, We listen or watch clips of funny old shows. Um, We sing songs or at least listen to music around that theme, Mm. like maybe back to school or uh, lessons I learned from grandma or um, St. Patrick's day. I mean, just whatever the theme might be. Mm. And we say, whatever the theme is, um, regardless of that, the agenda is joy. And so
0: Um, that's great. We
1: have the gatherings are anywhere from, eight to 20 some people typically um and we just have fun and and it's a place where people with dementia can be with their loved one and discover that there's still joy to be had um we can be with a group of people who are on similar journeys there's no pressure uh we we can just be and enjoy and so that's what that's all about and we um Used to have big uh, one big community wide memory cafe every year, again, pre COVID. Right. Yeah, uh, that's the one you went to, I think, in t- 2000. The fundraiser.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was really, yeah.
1: that was a fun, fun gathering. But right now we just do them twice. Uh, we do them on Thursdays, 10 and 1. And then we also are doing what we call mobile memory cafes, where we would either go into the long term care communities and have mm-hmm. a gathering, which now we Last year we couldn't get in to care communities. So we would right. do a virtual memory mm-hmm. cafe with the people in care communities and their loved ones outside the communities. So the loved ones could attend the same memory cafes as as their people inside the
0: Yeah, facility. because they couldn't they couldn't visit.
1: They couldn't visit. And yeah, at the least they could see oh can't. mom is having yeah. fun. She yeah. is singing songs. She is doing okay. And for some family members, that was so important. They could at least once a week see their loved one engaging in something that was fun and meaningful for all of them. Uh, so that, that's what memory cafes are. They're just really one of our most favorite parts of our jobs (laughs) in dementia together. That's for sure.
0: So, so the, the person with dementia comes with a caregiver and or a loved one, um, and everybody, everybody plays. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Without pressure. You know, so if I, maybe I want to comment on the time I fell off the swing on a, you know, in third grade or the monkey bars or whatever, but it takes me a little while to get that story out. That's not a big deal because everybody's sort of listening and having fun and, you know, it's just, um, there's a lot of patience and compassion among people Mm -hmm. that are experiencing similar Symptoms. And so it's just a fun group, and and a lot of them become friends outside of just the weekly gatherings.
0: That's great. Um, So here's a question for you Um, What myths are you hearing about dementia now? I'm sure, I'm sure there's a, uh, there's a few big ones. Um, so what are some of the myths, um, that you can talk about and what are some of, of people's greatest fears around dementia?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I think I alluded to one of them and I, I think the biggest myth is that if somebody gets a dementia related diagnosis, that's awful. It's over. Um. And, and honestly, when I knew that my dad had some kind of dementia, and I didn't know at the time what it was, I, I went in my brain from my dad is this guy who's my hero, brilliant, loving guy, to I was picturing him like this in a rocking chair. And yeah. Um, yeah. that was my motivation to learn what I could because I thought he, this cannot be his fate. <laughs> um, yeah. And I will tell you that does not have to happen. So, to me, the myth is yes, it it, or the myth is that it's awful. The reality is there's still a lot of living to do. There's a lot of joy to be had, and there is no reason why a person cannot live with lifelong well-being as long as they're surrounded by folks who change their expectations. They're not expecting them to recall the recent facts of what just occurred. They're not confronting them or pummeling them even with questions all day long. They're not contradicting what's making sense to them when they're losing recent facts, um, yeah. and they're really listening to that person because the person with dementia, when they're speaking to us or asking us questions, they're telling us what what they really are still thinking about, and and then so we can learn from them. How do we need to respond? What phrases still make sense to them? Or even watching them, what kind of gestures? Um, are important for us to watch in our loved one. I'll tell a story last week. I think it was last week. Um, I was encouraging one of our our care partners to really be paying attention to the words that her loved one says um, when he's telling his favorite story. And so, I mean, we worked on, here's the favorite story, and we made made a web diagram, and she wrote, what are the phrases he's still using? What are some of the gestures he uses when he's telling this story? because if he would lose more verbal skills, um, then she would be able to help fill in those gaps. And so she was really watching carefully. And a lot of our care partners who take part of our, in our uh, speckle classes um, say that they, they observe more than they talk now. And mm. what she noticed was she was noticing how her husband held this stick that he needed to use to open up the curtains in their house. And she said he held it like a pool cue. And I oh. just recall that he loved pool. So then she says this at support group and some of our other people at support group said, oh, my husband likes pool too. And oh, so does mine. So then last Friday, four couples got together at this um, place where they could play pool together. And the, the men with, with dementia played pool together and the wives got to socialize with one another. And it was only because the wife was really paying, one wife was really paying attention to her husband's gestures. So Mm. again, a lot of what we we teach and what we talk about is that you can make a big difference if you just observe the expert living with dementia and figure out how do we need to respond as a result. And that's what a lot of our classes are about. Um, Basically when we talk about, you know, don't have to contradict. You don't have to correct. You can just keep your mouth shut, which is hard for families because it's like, I want to keep them in line or I want to fill in. Make them you remember.
0: Know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't you yeah. remember? I told yeah. you this. Don't you All remember? that kind of stuff is just oh, not yeah. helpful. Um, and so just teaching families to maybe keep their mouth shut, find it, find things interesting that their loved ones say, but don't pressure them to to have to give a reason or to correct themselves, um, it can make all the difference in the world. So we talk about we choose to be kind instead of right. Yeah. And honestly, that's with or without dementia. That principle works. <laughs> we don't always have to prove ourselves right. We can just keep yeah. our mouths shut. <laughs> it works on all of <laughs> we find us. Find things interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so what what does the acronym Speckle um, stand for?
1: The way I explain it, it used to, well, yeah, it used to stand for Specialized Early Care for Alzheimer's, but they kind of let that go by the wayside. I explain it in that it looks to me like it's special misspelled. (laughs) And so we pull the I out of special and ask ourselves, what do I need to do so that my loved one can live with lifelong well-being? And the Mm. whole method is about what do I need to do? What do I Mm. need to change? Uh, because it is all up to us, the people around right. the person with dementia. We can't expect them to do the changing. Um, we have to do the changing. And there's there's a dementia expert um, who who says that dementia is a shift in the way that a person experiences the world and responds to it.
0: And mm, I like that I definition
1: that. because what that implies is that if our loved one with dementia is shifting in the mm-hmm. way they're interacting with the world, then we have to shift as well. If we still want meaningful engagement with them.
0: Right. Can you say that that phrase? That's what
1: that whole method is about.
0: Yeah. Say say that phrase a a couple more times. Would you Cindy?
1: It's, it's by Dr. Alan Power. And he said that dementia is a shift in the way that a person experiences the world and responds to it. Hmm. I cut out a few words, but I think that's about it. What he said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, again, if, If we just make a few minor shifts, change our strategy a little bit in how we engage, it can just uh, make a world of difference for people living with dementia and for us to help them know that their value doesn't lie in their ability to recall the recent past. Um, Right. They still have living to do. They still can contribute meaningfully to society. They still can interact. Um, We just have to adjust a little bit so that we're not requiring them to recent facts that aren't even stored.
0: Right. Right. Um, a couple of experiences that, that I've had with my mom, um, one being, um, several years ago, we started noticing that she was different and we reached out to her primary care physician who told us there was nothing wrong with my mom and that she was the expert, um, and um, eventually she sent us uh, a rather scathing email that uh, said to to um, that we needed to essentially butt out of our mom's business it was It was pretty horrifying actually um, that being said, she eventually sent my mom to um a specialist um, and the special i was at first very um Impressed because he spent two hours testing her. And I could tell she was really tired. And I just, I, Mom, you're doing great. You're doing great. Hell, I don't even know if I can remember half the stuff he's saying. Don't worry about it. Just do your best. And um, at the end, he closed his book, and he said, Well, you have Alzheimer's make an appointment to meet us in uh, three months. And he walked out oh. and I was like, he, he essentially just said, your mom, you know, you have Alzheimer's, you're hosed. Uh, see you later. <laughs> and it was, it shocked me as a uh, prior healthcare provider. Cause I, I used to be a physical therapist and I worked with people with dementia in the skilled nursing facilities as a physical therapist. And I, what, What can people do? What can um, the audience do when they have a loved one and they might be experiencing some of these things? What are some resources um, that if they don't get them from their primary care provider or the the specialist, where where should we go?
1: Good. Yeah. Oh, man, Don, that has been um, more common. Than what any of us would like to admit in Mm -hmm. terms of the trauma that happens when people get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I hear that from a lot of people. I mean, to your your provider's credit, uh, was it a he or she? I don't know. She. She, come back in three months. I mean, some people are like here, come back in six months or a year. And it's like they're left to flounder with, what do I do with this? Yeah. So um, I would say, again, kudos to you for giving that information to the primary care provider. And that mm. if families are noticing, man, his executive functioning not right, his judgment has changed, his perception of what's happening just doesn't seem quite right. Even if you don't know what's going on, uh, you know, he's overdrawing his checkbook and he never used to. I mean, stuff like that. Um, oh, I've done that. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get a note to the primary care provider ahead of time, not at yep. the appointment, right. but as you, at least as you walk in and give it to the medical assistant or, or or somebody to give to the provider before that person walks in to see your loved one. Because uh, absolutely. It, you know, here's our perception. Can you just do a cognitive exam? Yes. Cognitive Full cognitive exams can be exhausting. The reason yes. why you want to do it initially, especially if your parent isn't real- um, old and maybe there's a, some treatment that might help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that the reason why you do want a cognitive exam is because what if it is reversible? What if it's just that their B12 is off or That's, their yes. thyroid level is yes. off? Thank or, you.
0: A UTI, yeah. a urinary tract yeah, infection. Any of that. Especially if it's a, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And especially if it's a quick decline, you always yep. want to check, you know, for Some kind of infection, UTI or something. Right. So yes, um, there could be a reversible reason. So that's why you want to get it checked out. Sure. Then if you find out that it's not a reversible cause, um, what we're hoping with our nonprofit organization is that we can help providers be willing to give a dementia-related diagnosis um, and give some hope while they're at it. And this is because our advisory board has people on it that are living with dementia and their care partners. Mm. And one of them said, you know, we know there's a lot of resources in northern Colorado, um, and we know there's a lot of people who need them, but we just don't know how to get those two together. So one of the things then that we started a few years ago was that we got these resource folders like this Mm -hmm. that we have started to give to medical providers in northern Colorado. So when they give a dementia-related diagnosis, they can say, look, it looks like you do have dementia related to Alzheimer's. So here's this resource to get you involved right away with support groups, with memory cafes, with um, educational resources to know how to help your loved one live well, or or to the person with dementia to help you live well. You still have living to do, and you're in a community where people care about you, and so we want you to have help. And so in our resource folders, we have a one-page tip sheet for the person with dementia. We have a one-page tip sheet for the care partner. Mm. And then we also include a one-page, well, no, it's two pages, front and back, of just opportunities to get engaged in Northern Colorado. And we put in these pocket cards that don't just have our resources from dementia together, but our collaborative other. collaborative organizations that we work with like the Alzheimer's association, like the Larimer or Weld County offices on aging. Like we're, we're not the only ones trying to help people. There's just so many resources out there. And, and even the Alzheimer's association has a 800 number. Um, that's 24 hours a day that people can call when they're running into help. So there are resources out there. There's a lot of, um, national and international, uh, Online support groups, Dementia Chats, um, Alzheimer Speaks, there's a lot of groups. There's Dementia Action Alliance, um, where they give voice to the expert and Mm. learn from each other and learn from those people that are walking this journey. Because who better to know how to treat somebody with dementia than somebody with dementia telling you, (laughs) this is what would help me, is if you would speak at the same pace at which I'm speaking that day. Yeah, because that is probably the pace at which my brain is processing that day. Right. That's what I heard from a a lady living with dementia when I talked about, you know, what's helpful when you go to the doctor's appointment. And so, just the pace of speech sometimes can be helpful. There's a lot of just little tips we can share with one another, and we've got some of them in these folders. Um, So, to not let people flounder um, is important. And I would say if you're if you're Going to a medical provider that doesn't have these folders, ask for them. <laughs> they can call us, um, right? Or just just get in touch with dementia dot um, on our website, and we've got all sorts of those resources listed.
0: And and I Where, know you're uh, predominantly in in NoCo, which is mm-hmm. um, how you and I uh, originally met. Um, and for those people who are not in Northern Colorado, um, they could also reach out to you, and you could hook them up. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. And, and, and we do work a lot with, you know, like probably specifically Dementia Action Alliance is a, is a national organization and, uh, and others. Um, but there, yeah, we're not the only game in town. We, there are other great experts and resources in United States and really internationally, um, to help people hmm. realize that they can live well.
0: That's and that great. Life isn't and
1: over just because, cognition is changing.
0: Right. And, and of course, um, that's provided uh, you were saying that there's, there's a whole tip sheet for someone with dementia. Well, my mother is, does not, she has no insight into her, her dementia. She, she just says, Oh, I just got too much on my mind. And, and, you know, and I can tell it bothers her. Um, and you know, I try to, Put a little card in front of the doctor just saying, my mom has dementia. Please talk to her and me. Mm -hmm. Don't leave her out of the conversation, but you can say, well, you know, have you had any... I mean, they'll ask a question like, have you had any memory loss lately? (laughs) Really? Um, So... uh yeah. And I can tell it's it's hard and so sometimes I think we need to be the educators as well yes. as as our parents. But what would you what strategy would you tell people like me who have who has a parent that has no insight into their dementia?
1: I would I would probably tell you what you're already doing is you know talking to the medical provider ahead of time when you go in for evaluations with this is what we're seeing here's the latest symptoms i will not contradict my loved one when we're in this appointment ah. so if she tells you she's not got any problems if she says she's cooking the meals every night these people come over every night whatever she says i will not contradict her during this appointment but i will let you know if something later um, isn't ringing true and right. that it's something that you need to know about um, yeah. because otherwise she's going to be at, get feeling like she's alone in this. Right. She has to go through that appointment where you guys are in this together and when you leave it's like, well, that went pretty well. Because the feelings are storing, she's going to be feeling much better than if you try to c- contradict her during that appointment. Right. You do end up doing some caregiving by stealth. Um
0: yes. and I
1: know you're good at that in um letting her be the expert and you're choosing to use what's what's feeling right to her rather than being so, you know, prideful saying no mom you have to you have to understand the world according to what i know i've right. got logic and facts i can use but she doesn't and right. so you're because you've got that and she doesn't you're choosing to be humble enough to say oh okay this is what makes sense to you so i'm going to join you there and um, I know you do that with your mom, and, and you've worked at that
0: too. Yes. And, and, and occasionally um, I, I will just remind her, well, mom, you do have a lot on your mind, and, and I know that. So can I help? Can I help by t- telling the doctor what, what, what I think is going on? And I'll ask her permission, and she, usually mm-hmm. she'll say, yeah, I have so much to do. Yeah, because Ron is just he's so slow. He can't do anything, you know, so she goes off yeah. on him. It's kind of it's kind of uh, amusing. Um, but but she has to have you be her person with. her. Yes. And so, so that and you guys together an excuse for her. I say, you know, mom, remember, you fell and hit your head really hard on the ice that one time. And and, and sometimes I think because of that and she she'll like oh yeah and she'll tell the whole story all over again and and sh- and she's comfortable with that she's comfortable when she knows when she has the insight which isn't very often but when she does have the insight that she's not cognitively performing well i just remind her uh about her her accident and that she really bumped her head really hard and and then she's okay
1: and if that's her reason that makes sense to her oh, man good for yeah. you for using that yeah
0: I just found that that works. Yeah. So, and
1: if it works, that's that is great because then you know to use it. And then what? You, the yeah. thing is, it's like anybody who you would hire in at home needs to know when she gets frustrated with her memory or something. It's like, oh yeah, you must have. I, I think Dawn told me about you falling on the ice. Yeah. Um. And then she can kind of tell the whole story again about that.
0: Yeah. So exactly. That's
1: the kind of stuff that anybody you hire in to help you. Um. And typically. For care partners, if they're wondering, is it time to hire in extra help? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wondering that, I would say the answer is yes. It's time to hire in extra help. Yeah, because we, most starting. people wait too long before
0: they hire help. We're starting. Yeah, because because yeah. um, you know when you when you get burned out, it's harder to to observe. It's harder to do the counterintuitive things we need to do to have them feel heard and valued um like you were saying um,
1: yeah because you really do have to think. it like you're thinking for two and and you're that counterintuitive stuff does take some energy and practice yep um and yeah. and you tend to see more and more dementia as the dementia progresses so right. if you can back off a little bit and let somebody come in and assist you yeah um that can uh make it more sustainable for you
0: Okay, well, um, I just have two more questions. The first um, of those two is, what strategies can people use right away that maybe we didn't touch on? Expectations?
1: Uh, um, yeah, I, I think probably, and maybe I've, I probably did mention it, but we have to change our expectations yeah. and not expect that, that our loved one is retaining recent facts not expect that when we we um, off uh, have them do something that feels meaningful to them, that maybe they do it perfectly or the right way, or that they do it to our old standards. Mm-hmm. Our our standards now are we share this time together and it's joyful, or at least it's okay. okay wonderful, <laughs> that's,
0: wonderful. I that's love that. our
1: standard. That needs to be our expectation because it's. Any any agenda we have outside of contentment and well being, um, just is going to make us feel disappointed. So that that would be a big one. And then also, you do want to get an evaluation, especially if it's it's could be reversible. And you want to get help before you um, burn out, like right. you, like you had said.
0: Yeah.
1: And realize that chances are, just you're doing the best you can. But so is your loved one. Right. Um, so for us to always just come from that position of, I'm assuming the best in everybody, it, it that makes it easier to, to deal with too. They're not being difficult or they're not, you know, being agitated to be difficult for you. It's just they're trying to communicate to you, something's missing. I need some help with this or that. Something's right. wrong. Um, right. And so for us, a lot of it is we need to be a detective to figure out the reason why my loved one's getting anxious. And I will tell you when you notice that, or you notice agitation, it's like, we want to sometimes say it came out of the blue and it never comes out of the blue. There's always a reason. And we just have to be detectives and try to figure out what that reason might be.
0: That's great. Well, I know we talked about this, um, for, for the audience listening today, how can we learn more? You have some classes coming up.
1: I do have some webinars. classes coming up. Yeah, uh, on April twentieth and twenty-first. Did I give you those dates? Because I don't have one.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. Can they go to your website and find <laughs> they those? Go to our
1: website. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. So we're doing an in, just an introductory contented dementia course for adult children trying to care for parents um, and helping them live well.
0: Wonderful. And
1: that that's on our website that we're also doing another one for spouses. Uh, and so we'll have two courses or classes in April and it's at DementiaTogether.org DementiaTogether.org and there you'll find out where you have to click uh, as care partners to try to register for a class. Um, our phone number is 970-305-5271. And then we also do have an email. It's just help at DementiaTogether.org.
0: Can you say that phone number one more time, Cindy?
1: 970-305-5271. Okay. And that's a message phone. So you have to leave a message and then one of
0: us will call you back. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Cindy, gosh, thank you so much for this. Um, I know there's uh, quite a few of us out there um, navigating this and, and um, I know I can always be a better version of myself around my mom. Um, It gets challenging sometimes and uh, I just appreciate um, what you're doing, the work you're doing in the world. And, um, uh, before we sign off, how, how are you in this age of COVID? How are you raising funds for your work? Because I know you take, um, um, donations as, as a way of, if people want to use your services or things like that, and those donations help you keep your work going. So is, is there also a place on dementia together.org that, uh, is, there's a donate button or how do we, yep. how do we help you?
1: Yeah, all thanks. Uh, so we provide all of our education and life enrichment and initial consultations for, fa- you know, for families um, and working with families at, at no charge because we don't want cost to be a barrier for anybody trying to seek support and connection. So that is why we do accept then donations from private um, individuals, from corporate sponsors. We apply for grants. Uh, so, yeah, anybody who wants to support our organization so that no one has to walk the dementia journey alone, um, oh, that's, that's really what we are all about. And and I hope, <laughs> whether you donate to us or whether you connect with us or not, do know that there is no reason to walk alone. There are people out there who can help you and um, and and help you and your loved one live well even if dementia is part of this life journey.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Cindy, I just want to thank you so much again for your time, uh, your wisdom, your your service, your love, um, your compassion, all those things. Um, And so this podcast was Caring for Loved Ones with Dementia, A Better Approach, because there is one. And thank you again, and um, for those of you listening, you can check the show notes. We'll have all of Cindy's information, and you can reach out to her directly. She's phenomenal. She has helped uh, me and my family so much, and, uh, you know, with a little bit of education, we can all do better. We can all do better. So, Your
1: family is an inspiration to me and how you guys (laughs) did what needs to be done, and you became this team.
0: Mm, that said
1: yeah. we're going to work together and we're going to make this okay
0: exactly So exactly. So yeah, my, my thank, privilege for sure oh gosh the honor is mine thank you so much and Cindy I'll be in touch with you we'll have a cup of coffee if it's virtual or whatever hey. we'll get together very soon and for the rest of you I will see you next time this was To Your Greatness with Dawn Mathis and I am Dawn Mathis of Institute LifeWorks we'll see you next time Thank you for joining me on To Your Greatness. If you're inspired by what you heard and are ready to take a deeper dive into your own life's purpose, I'd love to offer you a complimentary life reflection session. In this session, I'll help you get clearer about what's been holding you back and how you can rediscover the greatness that lies within you. If this is something you would love, I invite you to head to my website, toyourgreatness.net, where you can take the first step in this journey. Spots are limited, so claim yours today. You are so much more than what you do for others. I believe there is a dream inside you just waiting to be fulfilled. If you agree, I invite you to take that first step and visit www.toyourgreatness.net right now. I can't wait to meet with you. My name is Dawn Mathis, and this is To Your Greatness. Remember, your greatness lies within you. See you next time. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to subscribe and keep listening. Remember to like, share, and review this podcast to help other listeners like you find their way to this heart-centered community. Thank you so much.